Hello, everyone, and welcome to the long-awaited episode 34 of the Multiverse Fancast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mags, and with me is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are we today? We are good today. We are good today. <laughs> so we're going to start off with the biggest apology to all you guys who are listening. Um, pulling back the curtain a little bit, what happened was we actually recorded our episode about the crossover event literally like two days after it was done. And for some reason, the audio didn't take to... Uh, our program, so we lost the entire episode, um, and then just scheduling did not work out for us to re-record it. We were actually supposed to have uh, Mr. Loalbo, our unofficial third host for this episode, but he couldn't make it. He did leave us a lot of notes, so a lot of our talking points are going to uh, come from that too, so he's definitely here in spirit, and uh, he's already reserved his spot for the Lego Batman movie episode that we're going to do. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. I still haven't seen a single trailer for that. I haven't either. Yeah. I think I've seen, like, little bits and pieces clips. Also, I've seen it on, like, television. Like, they show, like, the TV yeah. show. But I always catch it, like, the last second, and I'm like, oh, that movie's coming out. <laughs> but, okay. um, so we are here to talk about our big crossover events that happened only two months ago. Sorry, guys. Paul's fault. It's actually not my fault. It's, uh, the person who takes control, uh, control of all the audio recording aspects. Who is that? That would be you. Uh, oh. So uh, we're going to do it a little bit differently today. We're actually not going to do our typical plot synopsis. We're going to go through the uh, the crossover event as a whole, like it's one big episode, which basically it was. Yeah. So, the three-day um, crossover. The three-day three and 12-second crossover because <laughs> of Supergirl. But um, we're going to start with Flash, go for Arrow, go for Legends, and... Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the ride. This one's going to be a fun one. Yeah, All right, so where are we starting first? We're going to start with Flash. We're going to start with Flash. Um, I'm sorry you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> just said that. But um, Flash was definitely a fun episode. Yeah. It, uh, it started the crossover with Aliens. Aliens! aliens! It, I feel like Barry had the best reaction ever to Aliens invading. Just like, ah, ah, I don't know what to do. Uh, uh, you know an alien. Yeah, but um, <laughs> we learned that the Dominators, who had previously been here in the 1950s, according to Lila Diggle's yeah. wife. Yeah. Yeah, right. they're still there's. I don't know. Isn't he an outlaw? Isn't he a fugitive? You could still be married. No, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> but um, Barry decides to assemble a team of consisting of Team Arrow, yes, the Legends, and Cara Danvers, and we finally learned that she's from Earth 38. Yes. A nod to the year Superman came out, 1938, which I thought was a cool little little nod. Yeah. So apparently Barry has this uh, super top secret hangar that looks very curiously like uh, another important building in the DC Universe. Huh? No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No. It does. No, it does. It looks like the Hall of Justice. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I'm not excited they didn't mention it at all. No. No. I'm they can't. Yes, they can. They can't because of the movie. I don't think they can. I think they can. I don't know. The, the DC Universe is getting weird with what they can and can't do yeah. now. Because originally it was like, you can't do anything. Yeah, now they have Superman. Like in Smallville, they couldn't even call Clark Superman until the last episode. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were very strange. But um, So it starts off with a, a fun getting-to-know-you sequence. Which, who's your uh, favorite intro? Who did the best intro, do you think? I did. No, not you. Why not? 
Because I said so. Mm-hmm. Out of all the uh, the characters, I liked uh, Heat. Yeah, Heat Wave was the best. <laughs> oh, Heat Wave. He's like eating at the time. Yeah, Mick's, Mick's probably become one of our top favorite characters. Oh, easily. Yeah. I'm not going to call you Supergirl. What, am I, what are you going to call me? Skirt. Skirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he de- he definitely had the, the most fun with this whole crossover. Yeah. But um, so they decide to do a little superhero training montage, mm-hmm. and they get their butts kicked by Supergirl. Oh yeah. Do you think that she was too powerful? No. I thought she was too powerful. We've mm-hmm. seen we've seen Supergirl get hurt by metahumans. Yeah. But like even but, Barry couldn't do anything against her. Fair, but he doesn't know what to do. Like all the other metahumans known about her they're from her earth yeah meanwhile these are people that have never seen her before don't know what she's actually capable of i guess you can you can argue that um all right calm down (laughs) what did you think about her and oliver their relationship as it started i liked it it can't everything can't be like perfect you need to have someone that's kind of hesitant and i thought it was good that it was him seeing as how everything he's been through well, he mentions it, too. He's like, this started off with us getting on a boat. Yeah. Like, that was a line he and Sarah had. I'm on a boat. <laughs> but, um... Because, like, I think Supergirl kind of realized that he's the Superman of that universe. Yeah. He was the first real costumed hero out in the public. Um, and even though he doesn't have any powers, he's kind of the most revered. Even yeah. though the public thinks he's three different characters at this point. Yeah. It was uh, Arrow, then the Green Arrow... And then they thought of the hood. They thought Roy was the Green Arrow at one point. So I thought they had a very interesting dynamic to get started with. Yeah. Um, We then found out that Cisco discovers the message that uh, Future Barry had left for Rip Hunter. And he tells everybody, like... He makes Barry tell them about Flashpoint because that's what they think it's about. Yeah. We we still don't, right? Like, you and I are on that opinion that no. it's not about Flashpoint. No, there's nothing there to say it was. Especially, like, what, 40 years in the future? Yeah. But um, what did you think of Diggle's reaction to finding out he had a different kid? Because he's really the only one that's been affected by Flashpoint from Arrow. Yeah. Um, at first, I'm okay with it, but... To me, it's like it's not like he lost a kid. The sex of the kid just changed. So it's like I, I get where he's coming from, where he's upset. Like, oh, you mean I had a daughter? Yeah, and I, I don't I know. I wasn't supposed to have this son. It was supposed to be a daughter. If like, if I found out like in a different universe, I had a totally different child. Because it's not like it's the same kid. It's a different existing yeah. being completely. I I. I'd be a little upset, too. I, like I said, I would, too, but for him to do it, like, for basically two episodes. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Oliver kind of being the side coach to Barry? I thought that was that was one of my favorite moments yeah. where he's, like, telling him what to do. And I forget who said it. Was it Sarah who was like, Sarah. you know, We're supposed to just ignore Like, pretend that we can't hear him right now? <laughs> so I thought that was a really funny line. And, you know, it, it shows how much Oliver's grown as a character. Yeah. That one was definitely one of my highlights of the whole uh, crossover crossover event. They they had some really funny lines, um, but some of the best moments were uh, in the very beginning when Flash saves Diggle and Oliver from Vigilante, which I thought was fun that they showed Vigilante again. 
and Diggle starts throwing up right after. Or I, I wanted more of a bigger reaction when Diggle met Supergirl. Yeah. I, I was kind of expecting it, but... um. And with Cisco. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of just like, oh, okay. Yeah, everybody was kind of blasé about yeah. it. Yeah. I liked uh, Iris's reaction to Oliver Queen meeting Green Arrow. So Oliver Queen's a Green Arrow? That makes him so much hotter. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver Queen's a good-looking dude. Good-looking guy. Except when he's Casey Jones. Then I just don't like him no, at all. No, he's still good-looking. I'm going to be a detective one day. <laughs> uh, that was on the other night. Don't knock him. I wasn't knocking. Don't knock the hustle. I What? <laughs> Never heard of that? No. But, uh... Amateur. So done of uh, with Cisco being mopes. I'm glad we're kind of past it. In terms of Harvey, though we we have been we kind of moved past it, and after uh, what was it Legends? That's when Cisco makes his own time travel mistake. Yeah, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. So after Rip's message or the message that Rip left gets revealed, the only people that are still standing by him are Oliver, Kara, Felicity, and Firestorm. Yeah, everybody else is kind of like, we don't really like you right now. But the Dominators abduct the President of the United States, and Kara decides to lead a team to go rescue him because Oliver won't go if Barry's not allowed to go. Because yes. the team doesn't want Barry to go, and Oliver kind of sticks his ground. Which I like. And then we turn. it turns out that it was a, a little ruse to get the heroes under mind control. Yes. What did you think of the hero versus hero battle? I think it was my favorite battle of the whole crossover. I think... Because we see it in the beginning, like, yeah. and then they cut back. But I love Ol- Oliver and Barry have such a great relationship at this point. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about our favorite scene at the end because it is our favorite scene, probably. I hope we both are on the same page with this one. <laughs> but um, what does he say? He's like, "You asked for my help, and we end up up the creek." I just yeah. And then the heat vision goes right through the wall. What's that? <laughs> heat vision. Um. Do you think Oliver and Barry would have really stood a chance against all those characters? Yes. 100%. 100%? 100%. No one out there is faster than Barry. True. No True. one out there can throw lightning. And Oliver's got this, like, sixth sense that he can dodge anything at any moment. He is pretty good. I did. <laughs> I loved when he took on, I think it was Speedy, Spartan, and White Canary all at once. Yes. While... Barry took on... Firestorm was totally out of this. Yeah. I don't think he was even there. Um, he took on... I think he was the only one that wasn't there. Adam and Supergirl. And Heatwave. Oh, and he... Was Heatwave there? I believe so. I remember seeing Fire. So... No, that's right, yeah. One of them was there. But, um... <laughs> yeah, it was really... It was a really cool scene. Yeah. And, um... Like, the, the graphics and the effects have gotten so good. They really nailed down the look and feel of all of our characters. Oh, yeah. Like... You can't even go wrong with it half the time. But um, Barry manages to trick Kara into breaking, breaking the mind control device. Um, I know I know. Rob, our friend Mr. Labo, did not like the mind control aspect because it seemed at certain points the characters were attacking one at a time instead of all at once. Yeah. A, that's a common movie and TV trope. They always attack one at a time. Seriously, though. But um, The most you have is maybe like two or three attacking at once. I'll also argue that um, Oliver did take on all three hand-to-hands at one point, like yeah. by himself when he was dragging Wally's limp body. Because your boy came in to save the day. Yes. Were you excited about Wally stepping in a little? Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Too bad it was only for 28 
tenths of a second. Yeah, no uh, costume. Yeah. But um, like you could argue that they're under mind control, so they're not acting a hundred percent at a time. Yeah. They they did that in Young Justice, the season one finale. Yes. All the heroes were controlled, but because you had to control them, it took. You know, there was delays. Yeah. And I think Aqualad points out, he's like, they have to be told what to do. So that's the only reason we're still alive, because otherwise they, yep. they destroy us. So that's kind of when I was watching it, that was kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah. But um, the team manages to regroup, and uh, Adam's like, Barry, we still love you. Don't worry. And they kind of all reconcile. Yeah. But then all of our non metahumans, or basically non super dupers, uh, were abducted by the uh, Dominators. Which and leads us to the Arrow episode. Probably the best episode of this. Definitely the best episode of the season. Yes. With uh, the se- the mid-season finale, pretty close second, which you'll hear about in our next episode, yeah. which is still done too. So that one's good. But uh, this was Arrow's 100th episode. Yeah, which I'm kind of a man about. Because it was in the crossover? Because it was in the crossover. I would have loved to see them... Do it without the crossover. 100th. I think there, there's two schools of thought that I had. Like, I would have loved to see um, it promoted as their 100th episode, yeah. like, separately. But at the same time, this also gave it their biggest ratings re- regardless. So, yeah, I it, think it's a mixed bag. The only reason that I'm kind of mad about it is because we see the return of characters. Yeah. We see uh, two holograms of probably. Two really important. We're gonna talk about the holograms. It was really bad. Those that was probably the worst effect in the entire episode. I think if they would have done a hundred by themselves, they would have had the money. Because I don't know if money was the issue, but they would have had the money if that was the issue to bring back um, Colton Haynes and um, the guy who plays Tommy, whose name we're not gonna remember right now. Yeah, Colin (laughs) Donald. Oh yeah, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. but um, I would. I just would have loved to actually see them physically. Yeah, but they did give us one of the funniest lines with uh, Malcolm going. Yeah, I can't believe he's a doctor in Chicago or Thea saying that to him. And yeah, he's like, a doc because he's on what is it? Chicago, Chicago Med. Chicago Med. Yes. But uh, the five abducted get put inside pods on a Dominator ship, and they're put into a shared hallucination of yes. what would have happened if Oliver and Sarah never got on the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Um, and he's about to marry Laurel. My heart swooned. I'm not going to lie. Every time I saw her, I was like, yay. One no. true love. Get out of here, Elicity. Is it? Yes, 100%. But, um, and, uh, me. <laughs> but also, the queens are alive. We got our return of both Moira and Robert Queen. Yes. Um, and Diggle is the Green Arrow, or the Hood. The Hood. Which yes. I thought was a lot of fun. But, um. Still would have liked that to be Roy Harper. Yeah, I, I wonder <laughs> if they had gotten Colton Haynes back because he is going to come back this season. We yes. don't know for what, and in regards to what he's going to be doing, but he's not uh, dead. He's not dead, but uh, that he was the one character that was sorely missing besides Laurel from this whole crossover event. But yeah. um, and Constantine, but that's not the point. Who's Constantine? He's the one that's getting a new animated show coming on CWC. It's not going to tank. You shush. You shut your mouth. How dare you? She's How a nice dare lady. You? She is a nice lady. <laughs> but um, what did you think of them just figuring it out progressively that something was wrong? Like, do you think that they there should have been a bigger reason? Do you think? No. 
I think it was like not I wouldn't say perfectly done, but I liked it. They needed them out of the picture to because they were trying to read into their minds. Yeah. About all the metahumans and everything that were still on Earth that they didn't capture. And so they put them in that hallucination, which we don't know how much time passed between them getting captured. Oh yeah, it could have been days, yeah, been hours. You know, so. It, you know, for all we know, it by the looks of it, too, it kind of actually worked in the Dominator's favor. Yeah. It looked like they were able to, you know, we see them create, like, a weapon, basically. Yeah, they use the information that they yeah. get from the metahuman, about metahumans. You know what I did like, and we're going to talk about this more a little during off-synopsis discussion at the end. DC is really keeping their movie universe and their TV universe with similar ideas. Like, this whole thing reminded me of the scene in Man of Steel where Zod puts Superman yeah. into a dream state to learn where the uh, the Codex was. And apparently he does the same thing to Lois Lane, but we don't see it because she says, you know, they went into my mind. Yeah. And he, he's like, they did the same to me. So DC is... Twinning. Their continuity between their, their properties is, is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, too. You know, I don't see it as much with Marvel. Because that all their t- their TV and you know yeah. obviously it's all one shared universe, but um, we got our, got some returns of we have all of them fighting their own personal adversary. Yes, we had Malcolm Merlin versus Thea, yeah. Deathstroke versus um, Oliver. Uh, we had a Mirakuru soldier who I didn't realize this at the time, but I, I found out later uh, it was the one who killed Ray's fiance. Yeah, and that's why he fought that that yes. lone dude. Damien Dark, who fought against Sarah, Sarah, and Andy Diggle against... And Hive. And Hive against John Diggle. Yeah. So that was a fun fight scene. Yeah. You, you say what you will about the shows, but Arrow is so good at their fight choreography. Like, they, yeah. they do a fantastic job with, with their fight scenes. And all the uh, actors do really well, too. And stunt doubles. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... So they managed to escape because they run to <laughs> Smoke Technologies... <laughs> Um, what, and then we get all of the, uh, holograms of all the characters. Yeah, um, Tommy and Colton Haynes looked so bad. Like, it was... I almost didn't even recognize them. Oh, I recognized them. I just didn't, (laughs) I was like, this is a really bad looking effect. Unfortunately. And also, it didn't make sense, because the hallucination was trying to get them all to stay. Yeah. With Thea coming the closest... Actually, staying it was hardest for her to let go. So I don't get why, as Oliver's trying to leave, all these characters that he's interacted with in the past come to say motivational things to him about going back. I'm like, shouldn't that be telling him, no, don't leave us. You can be happy. I I don't know if it was really motivational to leave. I think it was just them. No, because he was saying like all the good. It was it quoted all the lines that they said about like how good he is. I think it would have been better, and I, and you and I talked about this. I think, yeah. Um, if when he went through that portal, we kind of got like that same effect of when Barry travels through either time or dimensions, yeah. and you kind of see flashes of things. No pun intended. It would have been really nice if you had gotten flashes of all those characters instead, because then they could have just used footage, and they wouldn't have had to try and recreate holograms of yeah. the actors. But um, oh man, we got to see Oliver Queen in space. Yeah. Something we never thought we'd see. Season one of Arrow. 
Mr. Loalba wanted us to point that out. Oliver Queen in space. <laughs> but um, do you think it was kind of convenient that they learned how to fly that shuttle really quick? No, they're no? smart. Well, no, they didn't really learn how to fly it. Actually, they got saved. By who? By the Wave Rider. By the Wave Rider. My boy Nate. They were trying to figure out how to fly it. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't go too well. No, because the Dominators had their own ship that they were... Well, didn't like a bunch of them like start yeah. chasing them? Yeah, very Star Wars-y. I liked it. Very Firefly-ish. I was waiting for them to go in the hyperspeed. Yeah, I know, right? Hit the accelerator! Which, what? Which the Wave Rider kind of does. But we're still waiting, what? The Wave Rider kind of does. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Well, I don't. I didn't know if they time-traveled... Like, he could, they could technically escape right at the time. Nobody yeah. will know. But, um, yeah, so Nate flies in, manages to save the day. We also had our um, our B storyline. You want to talk about the B storyline with all of our other Arrow characters? We had Flash and Supergirl team up with the rest of Team Arrow to uh, get that machine part that they need so they can hack uh, Dominator Tech. Oh, yeah. What did you think of... Uh, not about that, because that part wasn't really that appealing to me. It did have some good moments, though. I liked Wild Dog very Oliver Queen and his approach to Supergirl. He's like, yeah, I don't like aliens. Mm. I, don't want, I don't want anything to do with them. We finally got to see Curtis and uh, Cisco meet, too. Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific. Who's not that terrific? Mr. Terrific's so terrific. Not in the crossover. Well... Sure, sure. <laughs> I won't argue it, but one of my favorite scenes, though, was um, Barry and Supergirl doing the high-five tag-out. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but it's like the little things that I just thought were so funny. They did their humor really well in this uh, this whole crossover as a whole. But um, they find out that um, Ray deduced that the Dominators were gathering information about the metahumans and that they're going to create some sort of weapon. And at the very end, we see the Dominator mothership heading towards Earth. Dum dum dum. Dun dun dun. Dun, 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 dun. And that was our Arrow episode. We're going to do ratings at the end of this, right? Yeah, I'm seeing this how we already didn't talk about ratings. Flash. Yep. I kind of have to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that leads us into the Legends episode, which was really good. Not, it's, oh, my second favorite one. Second favorite? Yep. Um, and in here, we have, um, they actually, couple who, they go back in time. Yes. To, um, excuse me, to, uh, kidnap the Dominator. It was, um, Mick, Amaya, Felicity, and Siska. And Nate. And Nate, yeah. Yeah, I think he was there too. Yeah, they, they went back to go, back to when they first... Invaded in nineteen fifty one. Yes. And um they ran into a little trouble there. They get captured by federal agents yeah. with the last Dominator on Earth. Yes. So they learn from the Dominator that the aliens arrived to assess the threat humanity posed now that metahumans have appeared. And they mention that it's right after the Justice Society appears. Yeah. So as far as we now know, the earliest metahumans were the Justice Society, with the exception of Savitar. Yes. Who we find out in the season mid-season finale that um, Savitar is much older. Yes. But um, what did you think about that realization that it was the Justice Society that kind of caused this invasion to happen? Well, it's like a circle. What? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. It does. 
because you had the Justice Society cause the first invasion, right? They were the first metahumans. Uh-huh. Then they disappeared. And then you have Flash and all these other super uh, metahumans from particle accelerator explosion. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you have some that are bad causing trouble. You have the good guys that are trying to stop them. And a year later or so, the the Dominators are back, and now we're kind of, and they're kind of forming this whole new, in a way, it's like a whole new Justice Society of America, like a Justice the, League. Yeah. <laughs> but um. So well, it kind of make, like it. So it is a circle. You're a circle, but we actually find out that. Is that a fat joke? No, that's oh. so mean. That the Dominators <laughs> really come back because of Flashpoint. They find out that Barry manipulated the timeline. That, yeah. I don't think they ever actually say how it happened, how they found out, but it's uh, they're led by the same Dominator that the Legends help in the past. Well, he gets captured, and then they they save Pretty him young. from torture. Yeah. But um, what did you think of Cisco's upgraded vibe power, where he and Nate both kind of vibes up to the? Alien? Uh, I'm digging it. I feel like he's getting way strange powers at this point. Yeah, he is, but it's not like. It's coming out of nowhere, and it's just like, here you go. And then next episode, here you go, have another. Next episode, have another. Well, no, because in the next episode, he did get another power. He was able to teleport, basically. But it was way too much, and it sent him into, like, a seizure. Yeah. Um, but but it's going through trial and error with that one. It's not like you have it, and you could just do it. Yes. Yeah. You he, have it. He's slightly nerfed. Slightly nerfed. Yeah. But, um... So the legends actually create their own time paradox by saving that Dominator. Mm-hmm. So when they come back, Cisco's like, "Oh my God, this is all my fault now." So it kind of helps him and Barry yeah. have their little reconciliation, mm-hmm. which was nice. Finally, finally, it's only the third time, but anyway. So the Dominators decide that they're going to use a bomb, a metahuman bomb, that's going to not only kill all the metahumans. But also, millions of people on Earth. Yeah. So, what did you think of that end game for the Dominators? That whole end scene in general was really good. Um, my only gripe with that is I would love to see my boy show up and help out. Who? Wally. Oh, Wally. Yeah. They can't afford all these actors. I don't care. Does it work? He's the most important speedster. What? Where does that come? Said what I said. You said what you said, but um, (laughs) yeah, the the rooftop battle scene was epic. In fact, we were watching it, or I was watching it while and I was listening. Yeah, and you were listening while we were getting ready to record. (laughs) Um, it it showcased every character really well. Yeah, you know we we get to see Steel in action. He has some cool shots. I know you don't like his costume. I neither like his costume. Mr. Lovabo. Yes, neither is Mr. Lovabo. You what, guys are speaking of which. What did he say about that? Oh, uh, what? Patriotic. Uh, let me let me get the player. exact. Yeah, let me get the exact. Uh, <laughs> Nate's costume: Star Spangled Idiot, Super Patriotic Footballer. Yeah, so. Which is so true. Yeah. It is. It is horrendous. But um. I hope that during this break. It's, they it's just the helmet. It it's just the helmet. I don't care. It's just if they get rid of the I'm helmet completely, it's fine. Costume. Like I said. He looks a lot better when he's steeled up with the helmet on. Even then, it's kind of meh. Eh, meh you. I'm telling you. 
They just gotta, I hope during this, the whole hiatus, this whole month that they had before, comes back on, they fix it up. Because it's a bit of a turnoff. Like, I'm kind of hoping he never wears that costume again. But. And he does. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know he does, but I'm just saying, like, I hope they. I, it, like, I'll, I'll agree that it does require a little fine tuning. They, um, they listen to the fans, though, a lot of the time yeah, with, with costumes. Um, really, the biggest costume changes we've ever seen were Oliver. Obviously, he's had a few costumes now. He got his sleeves back because it's cold in Vancouver. Stephen Bell's so funny on like Snapchat yeah. and Instagram and Facebook. He's like, I didn't want, I wanted no sleeves for a long time. Then I realized we were filming in Vancouver and I wanted sleeves again. <laughs> um, Diggle's got his new helmet, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Mick doesn't have a costume at all. He doesn't need one because already crazy BA. I feel like they should have used this opportunity to make a new Adam suit or make it look at least different. No. So who cares about the uh, yeah super convenient? I'm gonna make this new suit right before the crossover guy. Um, I like Firestorms. Yes, you know obviously when it was Ronnie Raymond as the base for Firestorm, he just kind of wore like a leather jacket with the yeah Matrix on it. But um, it was so cool seeing all the the characters. Oh yeah, like battling and uh, I thought it was a little too convenient the plot device of how they defeated the aliens like. We're going to put this little tiny weapon on all of them, and they're all going to run away instead of just knocking the little weapon off. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's a nano weapon, so for all we know, it could have, like, dug into them, and they just... Well, yeah, that's what... Yeah. I like how, though... It injects it into them. Unlike in the movie The Avengers, the aliens just didn't all die because of a convenient mothership destruction. Marvel. Learn something. Um, it also opens up the door for the Dominators to come back. Yes. And they're going to come back in a bigger force now. So it opens the door also to bigger villains that they could team up with. And bigger crossovers. Yeah. Um, really, with though... Like other people we haven't seen. Like uh, We really need... Like if we're going to do... Green Lantern or... Um, Green Lantern or Superman. Both. Yeah. But see, Kara mentions that the Dominators are from her Earth, too. Like, they're, they're yeah. a presence. So we don't know what the difference between the universes are. Mm-hmm. Like, they could be super peaceful on cars, but I think she mentions that they're pretty bad. Yeah. So, it was a little... It's a little fun Easter egg to see the similarities between Earth-38 and Earth-1. So, we also uh, got to see Jax use his transmutation power again. I love when they do that. It was a great effect. Like, oh. it looked really good. Yeah. It, it actually looked like he was on top of that falling death ball of death. Well, he was. Sort of. Well, he was on probably like a piece of it, and then it was CGI'd in. But uh, so the heroes save the day. They what? uh what never saw it coming. No. Not a single, not a single injury. Yeah, right. No, no deaths that we see at all. But um, yeah, we have our There's we have no dying on this show. Not that nobody dies on this show. Well, I mean, they always come back. Tommy died, but <laughs> Tommy. No, Tommy's Prometheus. We all know. So did Laurel. And she's kind of... We don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> um, but, um... But I just meant, like, civilian casualties. You really don't see him. Well, the president dies in this. And now they have a new president who's like, yay, team superhero. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the ending celebration that they all had? That, that was such a fun scene. Yeah. I love seeing superheroes in, like, their normal attire, just kind of, like, kicking back and hanging. 
And what also, mean? well, they were all like wearing clothes, <laughs> like normal clothes, and you mean they don't wear their costumes outside? Not gonna lie, if I was a superhero, I wear my costume <laughs> for everything, like grocery shopping. Hey guys, I'm Superman. Just, just getting some groceries. After I save the day, <laughs> but um, I liked uh, the group hug. Yeah. Where uh, Oliver's like, no, no, no. I'm not a hugger. Yeah. Mick with the best line ever. Skirt, call me. Because <laughs> um, they give her the little amulet thing that allows her to travel back and forth between Earths. Yes. Super convenient plot device for future episodes. No, she's going to lose it. Um, I just <laughs> hope that she has the only one. Like, it's not like Barry can just go over there, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like it was, it's going to, it could be potentially a really annoying MacGuffin where it's like, oh man, this, this, this way but, too hard for us. Yeah. But it's not Supergirl. meant for her to travel. A, she can communicate too. Yeah. So it's not like she's just got to be like, I'm going to hop over. It's like, hello, ring, ring. I hope Sarah <laughs> calls her first. I know we're all kind of feeling the ship in there. No, I'm not. You're not feeling a little uh, Sarah Lance and uh, Supergirl? No. Come on, that could be, Why? be some good fan Her, fiction. Supergirl's not. Her sister is, that's yeah. right. Oh, that'd be a, that's a good coupling. Oh my god, man. You're welcome. Possibilities are uh, endless there. <laughs> but uh, we did get our favorite... Or Thea. Or Thea. Thea's... We don't know. We do. She was with Roy. So? Oh, okay. Dream big, buddy. Bisexual. Yeah, well, like Sarah. But <laughs> uh, that's still one of the most confusing plot points of the entire that would show. Be weird though. Like some people think she's totally lesbian. Other people think she's yeah. bi. She's bi. She's that she was with weird. Oliver. Yeah, that's why I heard Theo Woodward. Yeah, that'd be a little weird. Yeah, right? That'd be a little weird. <laughs> Certain lines. <laughs> but um. Anyway. <laughs> and then afterwards, we get our personal favorite scene of Barry and Oliver. At the bar, just kind of chilling. Yeah. No. That's not your favorite scene? No, I'm just Don't lie to me like that. <laughs> uh, as Mr. Lalabo said in his notes, um, all the best DC moments happen in bars. Yes. Um, like we, in Suicide Squad. In Suicide Squad 2. Uh, we did find out who won their little battle yes, royale. Did. I did. I was really upset. No, not you. Oh. You weren't even there. I was in spirit. I was kind of upset that we found out. No, you weren't. A little bit. You were a little giddy schoolgirl. No, actually, I was more upset that Oliver didn't win. See, that's why I think they're lying. Oliver always wins. He he beat <laughs> Flash when Flash was under mind control. Yeah. But. And he beat Flash when he was training him. Oh, yeah. I heard you heal fast. Rips arrows <laughs> out of your back. Ah! But, um, yeah, I mean, such a great crossover. The only thing that would have made it better was, A, if they had mentioned Justice League in some sort of joking way. Yeah. And B, I think, I, I was talking to you about this, at the end of Teen Titans, the cartoon show, mm -hmm. Dr. Light was robbing a bank and he turns around and every single like Teen Titans just there waiting yeah. for him and he's like, Ugh! I would have loved it if they had done a scene where all the legends, like, uh, like all the characters. Yeah. Like some guy, some poor guy's like robbing a, some poor guy, I'm putting quotes. <laughs> it's like robbing a bank. He turns around and you just see every character there just looking at him. <laughs> I want to know 
your thoughts on Martin and Jefferson not telling anyone about Lily. Martin's daughter. Um, I thought that was a really interesting plot point. Yeah. And obviously his reaction was like, uh, uh, what? My who? Yeah. It made sense as the episode progressed and as we saw in the next episode. Yeah. Not that we've seen the following episode. No, we haven't. But, um, yeah, I mean, it made sense for him to not tell anybody. Yeah. But, um, they also learned that, that secrets don't always go well in this universe. Mm-hmm. Oliver learns that the most and Barry got his um, whooping. Not his whooping, but his, his lesson learned about it. His whooping. His whooping. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you want to do some final thoughts on the episode as a whole? Yeah. So I'll um, read Mr. Loaba's full thing when uh, we're both done. So, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, overall, I thought it was really good. Um, my only gripe with it is, just like everyone else's, calling it a four-day crossover. When Supergirl was just kind of... I would have just called it maybe um, like a four-star crossover or something like that, because you have Supergirl in it. I wouldn't call it four-day. Um, I think that the stakes weren't so big with the Dominators. They really. were big enough to warrant it. I don't know. At least your final thoughts. I'll let you go. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, But overall, it was really well done. Um, Every character progressed during this, and it didn't feel like an Arrow episode or a Flash episode or a Legends episode. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, an Arrow episode, it was more, it was, your main characters were your Arrow characters. You flat and Flash, it was mainly flat, but it didn't feel like I was watching a Flash episode mm-hmm. because it they tied in everything together. There was no outside arrow threat. There was no outside Flash threat. It was just strictly the Dominators, which is really good. And then, like we mentioned before, all those all the fight scenes were really well done. More smashing, right, Timmy? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what about you? What some of your thoughts as a whole? Well, like, in order to really rate this crossover, you have to look at the, the previous crossovers. Like, where have we... How far have we come in this universe mm-hmm. to really give it meaning? Our first was when Barry was introduced on Arrow, which wasn't really a crossover because he didn't have a show yet. Yeah. Um, and then we had the Flash versus Arrow and the Brave and the Bold crossover, yeah. which... We both loved. Yes. But that also felt like two separate episodes. Yeah. The following year, we had um, the Legends of Tomorrow setup, which was Legends of Today and Legend or Legends of Yesterday, Legends of Today. Yes. Which was all right. It was really just kind of setting up Legends. Yeah. And both shows last year kind of suffered for all the setup. But um, – and then you get to here. So if you look at the show progressively – it's only getting better and bigger. Yeah. You know, like, some people are going to argue, they're like, oh, well, there wasn't a big main villain, or, you know, they used the Dominators, which are kind of B-list. Yeah. Like, they could have used a Dark Side, you know, Steppenwolf, yeah. any of the, the big DC characters, but I like this progressiveness that they're doing. Yeah. The Dominators could not be beaten by a single hero. No. But they were also not so powerful enough that, like, it was too much. I think they hit the right balance, and they they know their characters so well. 
you know, sometimes you wonder how much of it is script writing and how much of it is just the actors doing their thing. Like Stephen Amell could probably do his Oliver Queen in his sleep with no script whatsoever. And yeah. Grant Gustin too as Barry. They all have such natural chemistry with each other too. Like, mm-hmm. so when you put together like a character like Nate and Cisco who never interacted, yeah. you get this great pairing. Um, some characters were a little underutilized. I thought Ray kind of suffered the most. Which I'm okay with. Uh, mixed bag. You know, you, I always forget that Ray was on Arrow first. Yeah. You know, and he was a fairly important character. I don't know. But, I'm um, kind of starting to be done with Ray. Eh, I love Ray. But, um, like, as, as a crossover event and as individual episodes, solid. 100% oh, yeah. solid. And I really enjoyed it. Um, now, do you want to do uh, Star City ratings for each episode? I'm going to do Mr. Loalbo's thoughts really quick. No. If that's all right? No, come on. I promise. I'm him. just kidding. All right, I'm this. I'm gonna read this actually. Big ratings mean big mean more crossovers. It's not just the comic book fans who enjoyed the co- crossover week, though. It also gave the CW its most watched week in six years, as in before Arrow kicked off the network superhero renaissance. All right, so 100 percent true. Okay. He goes through like all the uh, the ratings, but I know that he had really good thoughts. Um, I'm going to read his putting everyone in the same room realizations. How attractive everyone is. Yep, it's the CW now. Everybody's attractive on the CW. Thank you. Even the ugly people are super attractive. Even Um, those ugly aliens at that alien bar are attractive. Yeah, what? (laughs) Berlanti recipe for better or worse. Smooth chemistry between the actors. Scope and ambition of the event. And had to temper TV expectations. Um... So when we have him on for whatever episode he's on next, I want to hear... We'll probably ask him more detail... Oh, who knows? But, um, I mean, like, in terms of... The the thing about the shows is they're all kind of the same show at this point. Yeah. They found a, a formula that worked with Arrow. Yeah. And then they replicated it in Flash. Not as much in Legends of Tomorrow, no, but definitely in Supergirl. Yeah. Well, you can't really in Legends because there's just too many main characters. There's not one specific main character in Legends. Yeah, it's an uns- it's an ensemble. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, do you that's want it from him? Yeah, that's yeah. it. So you want to do Star City ratings for each one, and then as the crossover as a whole? Yeah, I think so. All right, I think um, that sounds good. You want to? So we'll start with Flash. Um, All right. Because we're not including Supergirl. Correct. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, your Star City rating. For All Flash? right, for Flash. I'm going to give Flash a 4 out of 5. Ooh. It's It set up the uh, crossover really well. It gave a new dynamic to Barry being his team leader with Oliver's full support, which is a lot of character progression. It set it all up, like everything really smoothly. And mm-hmm. I think that it, it was a great start to a great crossover event. Okay. Um, I agree with what you say. But my Star City rating for it is a 3.5. 3.5. All right, that's fair. Um, the only reason it's a 3.5 is because it was the third best out of, of, of the, the three shows. Yeah. It was the third best one. Um, so I can't rank them all the same, uh-huh. really. Um, but, you know. I, I can. Watch me. What? And then in there? I don't know how to do either. I have no yeah, rhythm. No, you don't. 
Um, but yeah, no, I give it a solid 3.5. A little bit above that. Alright. Yeah. Um, so, Arrow then? Arrow, I give it a 4.5. Yes. Um, I mean, it wasn't a 5, but it's not like I could say why it wasn't a 5. It's just... It left me needing more. A little bit we more. Either, we either needed more... Bit. Either needed more hundredth episode or more crossover. Yeah, like either way. Were, I think they got a little like I want to say confused. It was just it was really well matched. Do we make it a hundred or do we make it a crossover? Do we make it a hundred or a crossover? Yeah, it, they kind of teetered Both. on it. Um, but I, I'm like I said, I'm just still disappointed that the hundredth episode wasn't a hundred episode. It was part of a crossover. But they used the crossover to make it a memorable episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. But uh, I'm going to go with you, too. Also, 4.5. Yeah. It was one of Arrow's strongest episodes. So much character drama. So much oh, progression. Yeah. Um, it shows how far Oliver's really come. And even, like, Thea. Like, I forgot how emotional, like, this whole thing was for Thea. Like, she was oh, yeah. destroyed by this. To the point where they even say in the following, in the Legends episode, like, she can't. She's done. She mm-hmm. needs to just kind of do her thing for yeah, a little she bit. she wasn't in the Legends yeah, I, I thought that, um, and also seeing Laurel back just gave me all sorts of feels because she is one of my favorite actresses. I can't say characters because Laurel's character only got really good before they killed her. Yeah. But um, yeah, solid 4.5 for Arrow. Um, and finish it all off? With Legends? Legends? I'm actually going to give Legends a 4.5 also. Really? Yeah. If only for just Whoa. pure superhero <laughs> fun nostalgia kind of mm-hmm. like it's. Fu- I watched the uh, the pilot of Arrow after watching that episode, yeah. and I was like, it, it's incredible where we started as opposed to where we are. Sarah was a different actress. What? <laughs> but um, seriously. seriously though, I it just gave me all sorts of feels, and I think watching the pilot afterwards yeah. made it even bigger for me. Mm-hmm. Because this this whole universe has gotten so big. Yeah. And it's really because of Arrow. But Legends of Tomorrow has been such a great addition to the show. Oh, yeah. So seeing all of our heroes team up full costume, like, balls to the wall crazy. It was, it was just so much fun. Mm-hmm. And so many great character moments. Yeah. What about you? I give it a four. Okay. Um, to me, nowhere near as good as the Arrow one. Better than The Flash, though. That's why I did 3.54 and 4.5. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it just... At points, it felt like too much was going on with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, the whole them traveling back in time. It was cool, but But? then it was like... I, I know it was needed in order to set up everything, but... What what was the point of bringing who you brought? What was Mick gonna do there? Like Mick because it was anything. the Legends of Tomorrow. Episode. Yeah, no, like Mick didn't do anything there. Amaya really didn't do anything. I think they mentioned why they brought some of the characters. Like Amaya, obviously yeah. she that's her time period. Yeah. Um, Nate because he is a historian. Yeah, like I get Nate. Mick just I because they don't see in Cisco because of their nerdism. Saved by tech support. Yeah, you know, but like. Mick didn't do anything. Why bring? I think he was just there for the extra muscle. Yeah, which that's what he does. Wasn't needed. Um, they got captured. Of course it was. Yeah. Didn't help though because they got saved by tech support with super <laughs> future weapons. 
That was pretty cool. I, I did like that, though. Yeah. Um, to me, the only really good thing about that was the rooftop fight scene and seeing the transmutation of the bomb. Yeah, that was a cool scene. I mean, other than that, it was kind of meh. Meh. But... I feel you. Yeah, I but as a you. whole, for uh, the crossover in general, um, sir, you go first. Ah. Uh. I'm going to give this crossover event a four, which puts it in the same running as their first crossover event, the Flash versus Arrow and Brave and Bold. Yes. And then in comparison, like the uh, the Legends of Tomorrow crossover event that they did mm. the prior, I'm only giving that a, a three Yeah. because I feel like they wasted Vandal Savage and yes. time traveled their way out of it. But also the Supergirl Flash episode, I actually gave a 3.5. Because mm-hmm. that was just such a fun crossover. Yeah. So, um, yeah. See, the Flash Arrow one, I give that one a 4.5. Okay. This one I give a 4. I agree. This this one was a 4. This one was the second best one. Um, but it close close to the Flash Arrow one. Mm-hmm. Um, very close, but like you said, the Legends, that one just fell flat. It was a good crossover. Good. There was good a lot episodes. of good with it. Yeah. But Vandal Savage disappointed. Yeah. Time travel was used to just save the day mm-hmm. with no repercussions. Yeah. And too much elicity drama with the kid. Yeah. And then with the Flash Supergirl one, that one... Such a fun one-off. It was fun, but it fell flat. Really? I it love was, that episode. I, I do and I don't. because My it, boy win! Because... There was just so much explanation that wasn't that needed to be done, mm-hmm. and it was never done. Yeah, um, I, I guess. But yeah, no, this one was a solid four. Um, I really enjoyed all three episodes. Mm-hmm. The only reason it's knocked down is promoting it that it's a four-day one. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you guys yell at me for bringing this up every time, but come on now. You can't promote it that it's a four-day event. And only have... It was three days and 15 seconds. Yeah. Like, come on now. Come on now. Ridiculous. I think it would have worked better is... In the Supergirl episode, we see... um, The breaches? Daxamites. Talk about... Oh, yeah, yeah. Going after... um, Mon-El. I think if the Dominators were sent by the, the Daxamites? The Daxamites. Pretty interesting. Then, okay, it's a four-day crossover. I want to see Supergirl have to call all the other heroes to help with the Daxamite invasion. Yes. That be that would be a... She will. That'd be a great crossover event. Yeah. way they can really do a solid, bigger crossover would be some sort of movie event. Yeah. Um... Because the challenge with doing the shows as a crossover was you had to cater to the shows. Yes. You had to use, like, we said it. In Flash, you used a lot of Flash characters. In Arrow, you used the Arrow characters. In Legends, there were the Legend characters. Um, if they really want to do something bigger, and something, like, seriously, this would be their biggest event if they did it over the summer. They were, like, they just proposed to all, their, all these actors, like, hey, we're going to do this big event. Whoever wants to be a part of it, you know, take some... T- I know... Give us a week of your time. It's going to take more than a week, but... Uh, <laughs> well, no, 
No, it's going to take more than a week, but you're not going to need all of them. It's also something that they could film while filming the other shows. Yeah. It'd be a great placeholder. Like, the challenge is the, the market's super saturated right now. There's a lot of superhero properties yeah. taking up time, but nothing over the summer. It'd be great if, like, halfway through the summer... Because originally, I think Legends was supposed to be, like, a summer-ish show. Because um, its first season is only 13 episodes, and yeah. they aired it in the second half. But uh, if they were to take, like, a big storyline and that have a bigger budget, make it a three-hour event, like, on a Friday night, or even, like, a two-hour TV movie. Because they don't do TV movies based on shows anymore. No. It used to be a thing. I know Law & Order was famous for it. They did yes. it a lot. But um, and they make this big event. People will watch it. This gave oh, yeah. the CW their biggest uh, ratings in years. Yeah. So it seems kind of silly that they're not capitalizing on this aspect. Yeah. Like you said, I think it's just too hard for them to get logistically all the actors yeah. and everything because Grant they are actors. Like Stephen Amell's blowing up now. You know, with being in. I'm going to be a detective one day. You know what I mean? So, is really is he blowing up from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, no, uh, no. I'm saying from Arrow. Now he's going into movies. Yeah. You know. I don't think so. After Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hey. Hey. Don't knock the hustle. Why do you keep saying that? Because that's a saying. I've never heard it before today. Really? I guess I'm not as hip as uh. I like to make people like. But, but um, yeah. But like, you can't fault him for doing what the writers and the director wants. If they were to, they're gonna do another crossover with Flash and Supergirl this season. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's gonna be a musical episode with yes. uh, Music Maestro or Music Master, whatever yeah. his name is. A lot of people are saying that Neil Patrick Harris should play him. I was like, that's perfect, but they'll never get him. No, they won't. But, but well, perfect. they keep getting Mark Hamill. <laughs> Mark Hamill's so he's so cool with thirty second cameos now, yeah. apparently. But um. If they do another crossover, what would you like to see? Um, I would like to see a bigger, well-known villain. Um, and maybe getting Superman involved. Yes. Um, just because he's our only other DC character that we've seen in one of these episodes, in one of these shows. Yeah. Um, but... So he's the only character I could think of that they could, that they could add. I mean, they can add, like I said, a Green Lantern. They could add. They keep teasing him too. Oh, yeah, a Wonder Woman. You know, um, and then like some of the other characters that we've had, like um, Human Target, we got this yeah. season. Constantine, Vixen, like because we have the other Vixen that we got introduced to. Yeah. But um, there's like there's so many characters in this lore that they could introduce. Yes. Or not introduce, bring back for a, a crossover See, event. I think they're not going to do anything with magic anymore. Uh, not on Arrow, but maybe yeah. on some of the other shows. I want to see what they're going to do with this Constantine spinoff that they're yeah. doing, um, where it kind of lies in the Arrowverse. Because Matt Ryan's still doing the voice, which is yeah. cool. Um, and it's going to be the Constantine that we saw in the Arrowverse. Because we never got an explanation if it's the same Earths, if you know it's like Supergirl, where the show Constantine happened on a different Earth. But... Um, a lot of people were saying that he might be coming back for uh, Legends, and they're or they were, and they were going to make just yes. uh, Justice League Dark as the Legends, but um, that'd be cool. I think for for me a crossover that I'd like to see I I want to see a crossover that isn't started by the necessity of a villain. Hmm. Like I know we we just got quote unquote Laurel back. I would love to see like 
at the end of season six because all of our shows got renewed. They're yeah. coming back. Like in season six for the crossover, imagine if like Laurel and Oliver decide to get married and they just have a wedding ceremony with all these characters in there and then something happens. Yeah. Um, they, they have like a game night or something. Yeah, like yeah, no, <laughs> you, you laugh, but they um. In Smallville, when they introduced the Justice Society, they make it a point to say like the Justice Society was family. They had Thanksgiving at their you know their headquarters. Yeah. They had they did all these things, and we've seen it now with Oliver and Barry a little bit more, just with them having a drink at the end of the night. Yeah. There's and then during the Legends of Tomorrow crossover, Barry was there, and they were having drinks, and you know with Cisco and yeah. um, Hawkgirl <sighs> when she was still a barista. Uh, so if they do a crossover or a big TV movie event, I love it for to start with something good like that. Yeah. You know, like a we're gonna get together when the world's not blowing up, sort of thing. Yeah. You know that that would be a lot of fun. Fair. Or if they do some sort of infinite crisis where they introduce some of these characters into the movie verse, yeah. technically they can. That'd be. That's really as much as I'm a DC fanboy. That's a, really the best way to comp- uh, compete with Marvel in terms of their movies. Yeah. But uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what kind of crossovers you guys want to see, what you thought of this crossover event, how you like the show's progress so far this season, because I know we're both really digging all of our shows. They're doing really well. Um, so how could people share their thoughts with us? Um, you can, multiple ways. You can either email us at multiversefancast at gmail.com. You could also look us up on Facebook and message us on there or post on the wall. Just try not to do anything too spoilery on our wall. Um, just look up the Multiverse Fancast. Um, if you want to take a listen to us, which you already are. <gasps> right. Fourth wall break inside of a fourth wall break. <laughs> That's like 16 <laughs> walls. Um you can find us on the uh, podcast apps of Podbean and the Satchel Podcast Player. You can also find us on iTunes. Just look up the Multiverse Fancast. Download us. Um, leave some reviews, comments, star ratings, all that good stuff. Emphasis on the good, please. Um, <laughs> bad stuff is okay, though. Give us a little feedback on what we could improve on. That would be greatly appreciated. Oh, dear God, no. Please don't. Don't tell them what they can and can't do. Do episodes more often. <laughs> We're trying here, okay? Uh. <laughs> well, on that fantastic note, we love you all, by the way. As always, I'm Mags. And I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash.